Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I sweat on my brow. Boys ain't made for backing down. I grip my teeth and I lower my head. We'll be on top. We'll wind up dead. You told me I was wasting my time. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Titans Time Podcast. Your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. Got a great show lined up for y'all tonight. Got our buddies Titans Rossi and Michael Bishop with the, from the Power Hour joining us tonight. And we're going to be covering, there's a lot of players that got injured last year. And I know as Titans fans, we look at that Comeback Player of the Year award and we're like, hey, that's got Derrick Henry's name already stamped on it. He's coming back with a vengeance. Going to be coming back, taking the league by storm. He's getting that Comeback Player of the Year award. But there's some other guys out there that when you really look at the list, might could possibly give him a run for his money there. And we're going to dive into this, get Rossi's and uh, Power Hour's thoughts on if they think someone can give Henry a run for his money for it, or if Henry's going to run away with that award. Before we get to all that, though, got to tell you how you can support the show. If you're watching on YouTube right now, need you to back out of that live chat, that subscribe button, if it's red, click it, turn it gray, turn on the post notifications so you never miss when we go live, upload a new video, and hit that like button and share this video out. We want to get more people involved. We want to get Titans fans involved, Panthers fans, Saints fans, just anyone who has players that are going to be coming back from an injury last season or maybe a bad season. We want to get those fans in here and get their thoughts as well. Now, if you're listening to the audio version that will be up later tonight, whether it be on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, go follow the podcast on those platforms, rate us five stars, leave some comments, questions, Love that interaction. Can also find me on social media. The Twitter is at Titans underscore time, Instagram, Titans Time Podcast, and Facebook, Titans Time. And we'll start getting our buddies in here. We'll start off going to bring Titans Rossi into the show here. And you can follow him, find his YouTube channel, Titans Rossi. Go subscribe to him. Always putting out great content. 
right now, Titans, he's trying to get some of us, uh, some of us guys that cover the team to training camp. Titans, reach out to him. Let, let's get us some media passes and get in there and just switch up the questions that are being asked a little bit. Also find him on Twitter at Titans Rossi. Buddy, how you doing tonight? Man, I'm doing fantastic. It's good to be on your show. Um, I'm excited about the show tonight. Um, it's been about a 10 days since I've got to do a show because I've been moving and whatnot. But I'm uh, I'm excited to be here, man. I appreciate the invite. Yeah, always, as always, appreciate you coming on. And we can't forget our good buddy Michael Bishop, the Power Hour, getting him oh, on yeah. as well. You can follow him on Twitter at the Power Hour 615. Find his YouTube channel, The Power Hour. Subscribe to him. If you're not subscribed to him, I don't know what you're doing because every Monday he is bringing content, great content out there, covering news all over the league as well as news with the Titans. Find him on TikTok at the Power Hour 615. Michael, how you doing tonight, buddy? Tyler, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the show. It's always great when we can get the old crew together and just sit down and talk some football, especially during the offseason. Yes, always. And I appreciate you coming on. And we'll go ahead and just start diving into this. And uh, I know we got a couple of comments already. Got Al Pierce saying, tighten up, guys. Go Titans. Kick massive tail. And then... My wife saying, hey, guys, tighten up. Uh, was in the stadium today, and it had her itching to be back in there for the season. And I agree. Uh, like I've told y'all, we got to go to the Titans garage sale today and just being lined up waiting to go into the stadium and then heading into the state. Oh, it has me so ready for football to be back <laughs> so we can be in Nissan Stadium cheering on the Titans. And we will, like I said, get kicked off here. Um, and we'll start with the one that will, the guy that we probably, as Titans fans, have a lot of bias for. Derrick Henry is coming back this year. He's looking good, looking bigger. He's letting his hair flow. And a lot of us, you know, myself included, we're like, he's going to win comeback player of the year. I mean, this Titans offense, it it looks a little bit different, but we have our workhorse coming back. And he's a guy that even going against stacked boxes, seems like he can't be stopped. And he's already pretty much said, hey, I'm about to put the league back on notice. So... What's your, y'all's thoughts with Henry as far as the comeback player of the year? Do y'all, I know a lot of betting apps, DraftKings has Henry favored to win the award, but do y'all feel like he should be the favorite right now for winning that award? Um, I, I, I mean, I definitely think he should be. I mean, it, I was trying to think of other players who were, you know, really big players that had an injury like him. Um, maybe Michael can think of some, but, um, you know, that got out this year. But I think he's primed to do it. You know, a lot of people are – there's a lot of doubters. There's a lot of doubters out there. 
Um, you know, he's he's getting to that running back age where mm-hmm. the decline starts and all that stuff. But you know, Derrick Henry is a is a different type of human being. Um, I think, you know, you look back at his career. What a lot of people don't know, the outside looking in, and even a lot of the experts don't realize is, you know, he really didn't start getting a lot of carries till what three seasons ago, and um, mm-hmm. you know, the first couple seasons he didn't get that many carries. So it's not like he's been a come right in the league as a rookie, like Saquon Barkley or some of those guys. And uh, he's been getting hurt his whole career. So I think that, you know, he's still in his prime. He's still got another year or two of that kind of top-notch, top two, three running back in the league if he can, if that hook, uh, foot can uh, stay healthy, you know. Right. Power Hour, what's your thoughts? Well, Derrick Henry's coming into the season literally with his hair down. And as we know, yeah. it's going to be a year where we're really expecting him to try and get back up on his feet and basically pick up where he left off. The big question is how big of an impact can he make this season, especially with players coming back from injuries as well, where you have Michael Thomas, uh, Chase Young, Jameis Winston, you know, just to name a few basically coming back that could be vying for that award as well. But as valuable hmm. as they are to their teams, you know, Derrick Henry has been even more valuable, basically being the face of the franchise. And let's be honest, you know, the fact that the Titans were able to get to the playoffs without him this season was a major statement between the team and the coaches at how far they've come. So really along the lines, I'm expecting Derrick Henry to take a slight significant decrease in carries, maybe potentially in yardage, especially with the additions in Mm -hmm. the draft we had with Haslam drafted into that position at running back and potentially we might see Hilliard take some of those carries as well. So I think you might see a decrease there, but I don't think that's going to stop him any soon. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned some names that we we're going to dive into and talking about, you know, the last time they were on the field for, their teams uh, and another thing that when you look at like the Titans and Henry coming back and people kind of focusing on him saying, okay, he's coming back. He's going to be the favorite to win the award. You also have Robert Woods who, I mean, his season got cut short because of the ACL and maybe he comes out for the Titans firing on all cylinders, has a great season, and we're seeing potentially a different Titans player winning it than what everyone else was thinking. So that that's another name there. What y'all's thoughts on that? And that's a great point. Robert Woods comes into the season coming off an ACL injury. So along those lines, we're really waiting to see what he can do on the field. And – Unfortunately, with those injuries, it usually takes about a full year to get healthy. But luckily for Woods' situation, you know, if you had to get hurt the time he did, it probably was more beneficial to get hurt midseason, even more so to try and heal it properly. So I think that's another name. You know, I agree with you, Tyler. I think that's another name that you do want to keep an eye on. I think Woods is Mm -hmm. definitely going to 
help the offense, especially in a sense where they're trying to still figure out what they have with wide receiver. But along the lines, I do like the two tight end set that the Titans are probably going to utilize going into next season. Yeah. And Rossi, you got anything on that? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's good to see Robert Woods out there, you know, in many camps running drills. Uh, he seems like that he's ahead of schedule. I mean, I don't really, I'm not a doctor. I don't know much about, you know, football injuries, you know, and stuff like that. But I know some are serious and his was serious, especially at his age. But, you know, he's out there making cuts. I mean, that's good to see. You know, at least he's out there running. He's making cuts. Um, I know the guy's probably super determined after, uh, you know, being um, traded from L.A. after all he did there. I mean, the guy was produ- – he's a producer. You know, I mean, he mm-hmm. he's, he's put up a lot of yards. He's had a couple thousand-yard seasons. He's been really consistent. Um, hasn't really been hurt in his career much at all. Um, kind of like Derrick Henry, you know. And, uh, you know, the question still looms out there, you know, who's going to be the number one? Is Burt's going to be ready? You know, what What are we doing there? Is, is Woods going to be the number one? NWI be number two to start the season? Burt's kind of like that fourth guy who, Third and now he's got gonna play the slot, but we don't know. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of right. moving parts on that offense, including the offensive line, um that we don't know about. So it's uh it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Training camp's gonna show us a lot of things, you know. Yeah, for sure. And got another comment here from Jamie M. Uh, says, hey, guys, newbie, listen to your 53-man pod the other day. Jamie, I appreciate that. Glad to have you here on the channel uh, chiming in. Uh, uh-oh, looks like we may have lost Rossi for a, a minute here. Um, said there's too many guys this season to uh, – there he is. Rossi's back now. Right. <laughs> uh, too many guys this season to have that player come back. CMC, maybe if he stays healthy. Barkley, I don't know if he will be in the run for it. Um, so, CMC is another guy who, over the last couple of seasons, dealt with some injuries. People thought heading into last season, okay, he's going to come back and he's going to win it last season. Got hurt again. And now, coming back this season to, you know, uh, another different panthers offense don't know who the uh starting quarterback is going to be in that deep quarterback room that they have so you know they're going to have to figure that out but for me with christian mccaffrey he's the guy that he's a true dual threat i mean he'll put up just as many receiving yards as he will rushing yards in a season I was looking back at last year before uh, he got hurt and which he played three games, was out for looks like five weeks, and then he played four more. But through the seven games, seven or eight games that, or yeah, seven games that he played, 
he had 442 rushing yards and 343 receiving yards. So, you know, he, he's going to be getting the receiving and rushing. But I, I don't know with this new offense and with how he hasn't been able to stay healthy if he's going to be one of the top guys to, like, say, top three for this award just because I don't know if he'll be able to stay out there all year. I mean, before the season, looking at it, yeah, you could say, hey, he's going to come back and can be right there and should maybe be the front runner for it. But what's y'all's thoughts on CMC? Really, you just look at his career, and he's just been in and out of the lineup, and it's really hard to even go back and look to see when the last time was he played a full season. Mm-hmm. I don't even think he has in the NFL, to be honest. So you take that into consideration and basically the fact, as you said, it's a full quarterback room. You don't know if it's going to be Darnold. You don't know if it's going to end up being Mayfield. You don't know if it's going to end up being Matt Corral at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's basically just going to be a very interesting camp. If you're a Carolina Panthers fan and, you know, as I told you, I think in a text, I think a week ago, Matt Rule's seat just ignited. Mm-hmm. So everything matters at this point for the season. Everything is of critical value for the Carolina Panthers and Matt Rule to get this right this year. And if Christian McCaffrey can't stay healthy, then that's going to derail that train once again. Yeah. And Rossi, what, what's your thoughts on CMC? You think he uh, has a shot at coming for the award and stealing it away from Henry? I don't, man. I, I think he – I mean, he's still young. He's got that on his side. He's, he's 26, you know. But, uh, I, I, I mean, he hasn't been healthy the last two seasons. Uh, you know, I just think he's very injury-prone at this point. Um. And even even at that, man, I even if he does play a full season, I think if Henry plays up to the potential he's he's capable of, and and like Power Hour made a good point earlier about you know he with Henry, I I kind of hope Henry doesn't get like a crazy amount of yards, and we just have to rely solely on him. Hopefully, we can mm-hmm. you know mix it up with Hooper and and different things and. Uh, the uh i'm excited about haskins um and the backup running backs and and hilliard you know if we can kind of have a more efficient offense and you know still use henry effectively but not overuse him um i think that's the key there but um i don't see mccaffrey doing it i don't see barkley doing it either barkley's you know he's been injured since for the last two seasons he's you know um well the last three seasons i mean he didn't play all of uh 2019 he did most of it but and he had a pretty down year so i don't i don't know i don't see anybody dethroning the king man i just don't see it happening right and jamie's got some more comments here said 2017 to 19, CMC played 16 games, 2023 games, and then 2021, seven games. And to hit on right quick, 
y'all's thoughts with Henry, his carries, yards. I, I'm kind of with y'all. I think, okay, yes, Henry's a guy that, you know, you got to get him his some carries for him to really start taking off, take over like the fourth quarter. But I think the carries need to come down some this year. Now, does that mean the yards come down? More than likely, but with Henry, you always have that chance of him busting several big runs throughout the season, and that could make up for not as many carries in the yards department. But, you know, we want to, we don't want to run him into the ground. And coming back to Christian McCaffrey, um, yeah, he's a great dual threat uh guy and looking at the last two seasons i think that's called up to called up to him because while he may not getting all be getting all the rushing attempts that henry's getting he's making up for some of those touches when he's catching the ball out of the backfield and could it be a case where carolina was overusing him because he was their best playmaker and now it caught up to him a whole lot quicker than anyone else and has run him down. And Barkley, he's – I'm not sold on Barkley. Um, I, if, if I were to bet between CMC and Barkley this year on who would, you know, have the better chance of winning the award or doing more for their team, I would go with CMC. Uh, I, I just don't think Barkley will be able to stay healthy enough to do it. But, yeah, it, I, I don't see, as I mentioned earlier, CMC even being in the final three just because I, I don't think he'll be able to stay healthy. And I agree with that. I mean, really along the lines, I'm keeping a close eye on Michael Thomas, and I really feel that that's going to be mm-hmm. – one of the players that I think is going to have a really big bounce back year. Um, along the line, Saints are going to be in a new offense, uh, new head coach, new system. So really, they're probably going to do the best they can with what they have. I don't think they're going to stray too far from what they initially do, but eventually, you know, it's going to be a situation where some new things are going to be worked out. But Michael Thomas is a very important piece to that offense going forward. So. I potentially see him being in the running, maybe even Jameis Winston. But unfortunately for Jameis Winston, he's always been an average quarterback. And he could have a decent season, but along the lines of being consistent, he's just always been on an average mark. Yeah, and those were the next two guys that I actually wanted to hit on because I'm trying to remember is – is Thomas actually going to be uh, ready to go for the season, or is he still dealing with some of uh, those injuries that kept him out, like all of last year and all of that? I don't know if you knew that. As far as I know right now, I think he'll be ready to go for training camp, but I think they're going to monitor him very carefully. Okay. But, yeah, I – I agree. I think Michael Thomas, if he comes back because he's a guy that can, you know, rack up a lot of catches very quick. 
Um, and maybe, and you mentioned they're going to be in a new offensive system, so that could uh, hold them back. Um, but the thing that hurts Michael Thomas when it comes to comeback player of the year is if he's having a really good year, you have the potential of Jameis Winston also having a really good year. And which, granted, there's more receivers and running backs he could be throwing to. But looking back at Winston last season, and you mentioned he's – you never know what you're going to get with him. You may get a week where he comes out absolutely on fire, throwing five touchdowns, no interceptions, and just lighting it up. And then the next week – it's the complete opposite, and he's thrown six interceptions and can't move the ball to save his life. But looking back at last year, before he got hurt, he wasn't necessarily having a bad season. He, uh, When he was starting for the Saints, they were 5-2. and two. He had... Little over or just under 1,200 pass yards through seven games, 14 touchdowns, and three interceptions. So, you know, a lot different from the year where I think his touchdowns and interceptions were like equaled out <laughs> to each other. Um, Rossi, what's your thoughts on Michael Thomas and Jameis Winston? Um, I, you know, I mean, Thomas could come back like you said it depends on where he's at in the injury process um Jameis Winston is is intriguing um you know like you said he's kind of hit or miss but he did have it he was really doing well last season the best season he's had I mean statistically efficient you know as far as efficiency in his career um you know um there's a player that came to my mind while we were and you might already have this player if you do i'll just just tell me to shut up but uh for the next one but russell wilson um he's a guy you know that that could possibly if i see anybody taking that spot over henry it could be him i know he came back and played but um you know Mm -hmm. he's with denver they're you know they're uh, real big on him there everybody's picking them to go to the Super Bowl and all this. So if he's got that storybook return, he could be a guy um, that does it. But um, I don't see Winston being comeback player of the year. I mean, I could see him having a a decent season. Um, I just don't see it being on, you know, that level of stats. But you never know. I mean, Winston, you know, he's been known to throw 4,500 yards, 5,000 yards, but yet he throws, you know, 85 picks <laughs> like he's but if he can kind of get that efficiency <laughs> and and put up that same production but not throw the interceptions and heck yeah he could have a chance but michael thomas i i don't see it happening i think he's gonna have a great season though right and power hour i think you had something that you were wanting to add a minute ago there um Really, just along the lines, Winston, I think the biggest concern right now is Dennis Allen. And, I mean, Dennis Allen's just one hire I didn't understand. 
especially when you had Pete Carmichael that was your offensive coordinator and it seemed to be the better fit. So I think that's really going to hurt Jameis Winston going forward. Maybe it hurts Michael Thomas, but at the same time, I think it's just all going to come down to basically who's going to be the better playmaker. And I mean, I mean, as far as it goes, even with Winston, you know, you can have a successful wide receiver and still have a bad quarterback. Mm. I mean, look at what Megatron right. did before Matt's Matthew Stafford <laughs> came. Right. Yeah. And the, that's a good point. And that's why, you know, earlier I tried uh, backtracking a little bit because, you know, yeah, there's that possibility that if Thomas has a really good year that uh, Winston could as well, but, uh, Thomas isn't the only one he's throwing the ball to. There's there's other receivers out there. Everything. So there's plenty of chances for him to make a mistake. And if I had to pick between the two Saints players of who I thought would finish higher or actually be in the running for it, I would choose Michael Thomas over Jameis Winston. And uh, Jamie with some more comments saying from – a fantasy football perspective, he, if he had to choose from CMC and Barkley and fantasy, he would go CMC, better value, even take Henry over Barkley. And, you know, I, I agree. I think as far as fantasy, Henry over Barkley, um, if you're looking at the fantasy football aspect of things, the the running back that would probably be best to take if you're going to take one early would probably be Jonathan Taylor right now. Um, I have Henry up there as well, which that may be some bias, but uh, Rossi, I know you play a little fantasy football uh, power hour. Don't know if you're into fantasy football as much or what your thoughts might be on that. I try to stay away from fantasy football. I've already got enough on my plate. Yeah, I, I hear you on that. So uh, there are a couple more guys that we can uh, hit on here. But before we do that, I do want to hop into the best bets segment presented by DraftKings. And we'll be looking at the what DraftKings has as the odds for the comeback player of the year. But DraftKings always has great offers going on for everyone, especially new customers. And the action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never never before. Uh, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. So make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. Now, you can throw that bet down on you know, any of the major sports, baseball, golf, MMA, plenty more, future bets on football right now. And you also have, with DraftKings, same-game parlay opportunities, spreads, money lines, over and unders, many more props bundle them together, and potentially lead to a much bigger payout. Um, things that I have my eye on are the NFL futures right now, whether it be for the awards, going ahead and picking who I think is going to win the Super Bowl, 
And, you know, that's that's where I'm keeping my eye right now because with the season not going on, that's when you're going to get the best odds more than likely on a lot of these guys or a lot of these teams. And best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Definitely see the show details for more on all of that. And like I said, I wanted to – I've got the DraftKings app pulled up. And looking at the odds for Comeback Player of the Year, as I mentioned, Henry is the favorite right now to win. And – even if, and this is not betting advice for anyone out there, just want to throw that out there because I'm definitely probably more in the hole than I am on the good side of <laughs> betting. But the odds on Henry right now are plus 400. So if you bet on him, he wins it, you still more than double your money. The next favorite that they have is actually Jameis Winston, followed by... And we'll go through the, say, top. Uh, I, I got a guy in mind. It goes Henry, Winston, CMC. Michael Thomas is actually the fourth favorite. Then Daniel Jones, Mitch Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield, J.K. Dobbins, Marcus Mariota, and... Chase Young and Travis Entian. So, and I already had picked out a couple more of those guys to talk about, but, you know, this leads into even more of a discussion. And for my best bet, I'm obviously going with Henry. Again, not betting advice, but I think it's the safest bet out there. But here in that list, are there any names that stick out? to y'all i mean honestly chase young's too low i would have put him above at least five of those guys that you named going straight down the list i just feel chase young just has the capability of being an elite defender in the league especially if he can continue to stay healthy i mean Mm -hmm. really along those lines i'd look for him to have a potentially a 12 or 13 sack season yeah. Rossi, anyone that sticks out to you or surprises you? Do you st- can you name that list again? Do you still have it pulled up? Yeah, I, I got it right here. So it goes Henry, Jameis Winston, CMC, Michael Thomas, Daniel Jones, Mitch Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield, J.K. Dobbins, Marcus Mariota, and Chase Young. That is a tough one. I, I kind of do agree with the power hour there as far as Chase Young being that low. Um, you know, uh, who's Trubisky playing for this season? Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, yeah. I, don't, I mean, I'm I'm not sold on Trubisky. I don't, you know, think he's going to just all of a sudden be awesome in Pittsburgh. Um, is they he going to be the starter? They can't even keep <laughs> their stadium name. The starter, right. I mean, um <laughs> You know, one of the intriguing ones on that list, I think, is Baker Mayfield. You know, um, 
can he go in Carolina and kind of resurrect his career? I mean, he wasn't a terrible quarterback. He wasn't a good quarterback, really. He was just kind of mediocre. Um, he's somebody that can maybe go in there and do some good things for him, you know. Um, I was surprised he didn't get picked up sooner, but maybe he can turn around. He he would kind of be my, my sleeper pick, I guess. Um, now, Rossi, I got to give you a fair warning because uh, hearing what you said about Baker there, you know, there a couple little shots in there, and I've had uh, when me and Tanner back in 2020 when we were talking about the Browns and Titans matchup, I made the mistake of saying that you can't make Baker Mayfield look good. Like, you can't let him look good against you. And we made him look like freaking Joe We made him look good, and Browns fans came for my head. So I just wanted to give you a little warning there that (laughs) – Well, Browns fans need to go after a Super Bowl before they can start doing that. (laughs) Exactly. But, I I mean, I don't think he was terrible. I think he just – you know, I mean, we'll see. He has – I guess the best way to describe Baker Mayfield, he has Brett Favre dreams on a Vinny Testaverde budget. <laughs> right. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, y'all, I think Chase Young is too far down on this list. I mean, he's a guy who has the ability to be dominant and be one of the best pass rushers in the league. And I know last year, you know, if you look back at what he was doing, I think he only had one and a half sacks before he got hurt. And, but he's a guy that when he's healthy, it, it may not be showing up in the stat sheet, but he's getting back there and causing pressure and blowing stuff up. And having guys like Mitch Trubisky and even, Baker Mayfield, I feel like, over him. Daniel Jones, Marcus Mariota. I mean, having those guys over him, I just – I don't understand it if it's just because he's – he is a defensive guy and maybe it'll be a little bit harder for him to put up the stats to support it, but I I don't think that'll be the case. I think he comes back. I mean, you didn't have a good point earlier because he's coming back from an ACL. Am I remembering remembering that correctly? That's correct. Right. So, you know, it's Power Hour, you brought up a good point about how you usually have to be like a year removed from that. And even then, we've saw players with that bigger stature I mean, look back last year, Bud Dupree coming back from the ACL. It took a while for him to really get back to his groove. So maybe that's why he's lower on the list here. Maybe they think it's going to take him part of the season to really get back to him old, to his old self, and then he'll take back over. But uh, I, I don't know. And I'm surprised that Deshaun Watson hasn't dropped further down, given the fact that, you know, he might not be playing. That's a great point. I mean, we really don't know if it's going to be between six to 12 games or even a year. I mean, that's right. 
that at this point's just a foolhardy bet. Another yeah. <laughs> interesting one on here. I'm, I pulled up the Vegas list too, and it, and it's kind of far down. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, six, seventeenth. Travis Etienne. It, it just surprised mm-hmm. me that he's even on this list because I mean he's a rookie. Wasn't like he was. Was he a first round pick? He was a second, right? Or was he a late uh, first? He was a round? late first round. Was he? I mean, he was a late I first. I, I just don't see how you got all these um, these veteran guys and stuff, and then they just throw him in the mix. It just seems kind of odd. Um, but you know, we'll see what he could do. But it that's just kind of weird, and it honestly kind of surprised me. Mariota's so high. I mean, Mariota's what eighth mm-hmm. or seventh? He's seventh on the list. That surprises me. Um. And definitely surprised. I know DraftKings has him at 10. Oh, at 10? Maybe I'm looking at something. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at some other Vegas thing. But it just surprised um, me. I mean, you know, that Mariota's... I think Mariota's could do well. I mean, um, don't they have... A, didn't they draft another quarterback there, though? They did. Uh, I believe they went after Ritter from Cincinnati. They yeah. did. So, I mean, you know, I don't know what that's looking like going into camp. I mean, with Arthur Smith, you would think I would imagine Mariota definitely has the upper hand because Arthur Smith likes Mariota. So um, I would love to see Mariota start and I'd love to see him do well, you know? Um, And a lot of people compared Ritter to Mariota in the draft. So kind of interesting there that Arthur Smith went for the same type of player, you know? And to, because I know I meant we talked about this guy earlier, Robert Woods, just to give everyone a little bit of how far down he is on this list. His odds right now are plus 5,000. Uh, so, you know, he's a good way down the list. But, you know, there's several Ravens players that are on this list. You know, they had to deal with quite a few injuries last year as well and jk dobbins he's a guy that when i was initially thinking about uh players that could have a bounce back season and be in the running he's a guy i forgot about but you know in the ravens offense and everything he could very well be a guy that is up near the top of being considered for this award He's the running back, right? Mm-hmm. That was uh, he was he was he was drafted not too long ago, right? He was drafted, I think, in twenty twenty, if I'm correct. Yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah, he was a rookie. Had eight hundred five yards, six yards. Yeah, he was good. I remember him. Um, like he got hurt early in the year. Yeah, nine TDs. He had a good season. I mean, for one hundred thirty four carries. Um, so he could, he could be a guy, you know, that kind of pops up there. What do y'all think about Juju? He's on the list too. I think he's going to be able to fill what's his, uh, uh, Hill's void. I mean, if Hill had a great TikTok account, then sure. 
yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd be worried uh, in Kansas it, City. I mean, it depends. I mean, just to play off of Power Hour's joke there, is he more focused on the game plan or what TikTok uh, Jackson Mahomes is going to do next? Or and like if he needs to copy it? Well, his TikTok is definitely not cooler than Power Hour's. So. <laughs> and Power Hour's been blown up. So go check out Power Hour's TikTok, everybody. Thank you for the shout out, Rossi. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. You got anyone else you're thinking of right now, Power Hour? Because I, I see another name that I think he got hurt later in the year. I don't have anybody on the tip of my tongue right now, but I'm just trying to think. I know the Ravens had, I think it was one of their cornerbacks or safeties. Early they in the had, year. Uh, Marcus Peters. Yeah, that's right. right. That was Peters. So, and then they also had Gus Edwards go down. Uh-huh. Um, another Peters. name I'm seeing though is uh, Chris Godwin. That's actually that's a good one. Godwin could definitely. He should have been at least in the top 10. I would have given him better odds. Didn't he get hurt? Didn't he tear his ACL and stuff later in the season? He did. And and that may be why he's lower because they're thinking it may take him a little bit longer to come back. Uh, May not be ready to go from the start of the season. But, uh, you know, he's... He's still a guy. They have Cam Akers on the list. Um, And, I mean, I know he was ready to go for the playoffs last year. So, you know, he could very well be a guy that sneaks up there near the top because he come back in the playoffs, and I think he played very well. A little uh, trivia that I saw on the site. See if y'all can answer this. Uh, who is the only player who's ever won the Comeback Player of the Year award twice? Twice. Uh, and it blew my mind. I'll say, hmm. I'll give you this hint. It was circa in between 2004 and 2008. All right. And he was a quarterback. Was it Brady? No. Drew Brees? Ah. No. Y'all are going to, it's going to blow your mind. Chad Pennington. Okay. I can see. Yeah. I can see oh, that. Okay. I can see that. All right. Yeah. That's crazy. Pennington was a good quarterback. He just couldn't stay he healthy. He was. He had some yeah. good seasons. Yeah. That's crazy. Man. Yeah. I feel old. Oh, that, that question yeah. makes me feel old. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? And Tannehill is one of the only players to ever win it just from bounce, from having a poor season. That's what it's saying here. He's one of the very – it says the very few players but that have ever won it just from bouncing back from a bad season. 
you know, so. And, and maybe that's go. why they have Fun some fact. of these quarterbacks, these quarterbacks higher. Like if they didn't get hurt and necessarily miss time is because they had a not so good season. So, you know, they have that ability to bounce back, but I, I don't know. There's still some of these names that I just feel like either. I I know uh, Jamie agreed with this. He said that Watson needs to be off the list uh, (laughs) because, you know, saying he won't even play. Um, And I'm trying to think if Watson doesn't play, I believe the Browns backup is Jacoby Brissett, isn't it? That's right. So take over in that role. You know, do, do we see him maybe enter the conversation then? You got to make plays to make that conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I, I brought up and I and I looked at just for curiosity. I looked up Russell Wilson. I thought he played less games last year, but I guess he came back pretty. You know, playing fourteen games, and he actually had a decent season. It was just you know, a little he got too up. late at that point. Yeah, but I mean, for as banged up as he was and the crappy season they had, he he actually did all right. You know, so I guess he wouldn't really be qualified probably for uh i mean unless he puts up like 50 tds or something but so yeah and going back to chase young looking at all the guy like all the defensive guys on this list chase young is the highest out of them and there are some other uh like pass rushers on this list um khalil mack He's he's on here. Um, a guy who look, I I have respect for his work ethic, but I feel like he could be on this list every year because he's always getting hurt. And at this point, with him being older, I don't know if it's even worth putting him on the list because he's mm-hmm. probably not going to play the full season. And that's JJ Watt. You know, I again, the guy works incredibly hard, but I, I don't see how you can even include him on this list. And they also have DeAndre Hopkins on this list as well. Hopkins is supposed to miss six games with a suspension, so why is he even on the list? I, I, yeah. I don't. He would. He would have to absolutely go crazy after the if suspension is over. Of. But. Yeah, but I mean, so he would have what eleven games, and I think get a thousand yards. I think he'd have to go fifteen hundred in 11 games to yeah. really re-enter that conversation just because of where everyone else on this list would potentially be. But if he only – if he comes back for 11 games and put up 1,500 yards and double-digit touchdowns, then 
you know, then things kind of change a little bit. Did you guys go to the first game of the season last year when we played I, Arizona? I was did. that the I, game we met at? We met at the Kansas City game, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. There was a play, and we were getting smoked that game against Arizona. Mm. There was a play that Kyler Murray made, and I think it was a long pass. It might have been to Christian Kirk, where he was falling off his back foot, flicked the wrist, threw it like 60 yards. It was like the nail in the coffin. I don't know if you remember that, Tyler. But it was just, man, just killed the whole stadium. I mean, that guy's talented. I mean, he kind of, you know, fizzled out towards the end of the year, but and he got hurt some. But, uh, man, I just – I'll never forget that play there. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember for sure who that was too. I want to say it was Christian Kirk because he killed us that game. I mean, it was it was crazy, man. Not as bad as Chandler Jones killed us. Yeah, oh gosh, yeah, that was terrible. That, that was just a terrible all around game. I, that was that was not a fun week. That's not a fun week to do a show on. No. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. And, and then we come back and beat Seattle and it was like, you know, OK. And then we saw what Julio Jones could do that game. And it was just like, OK, here we go. We're going to be here comes the offense. Here comes this crazy offense we've all been talking about. And then wah, wah, wah. Like, <laughs> yeah, just, just that first game, there was so much hype for what this offense was going to look like. And to get smacked in the mouth like that, I mean, the ride home, the ride home, I was like, I I really don't want to (laughs) do a show right now. Like, I just want to, I want to go home, go to bed, and we're on to Seattle. (laughs) I'm I'm driving home from work. I listen to the game on the radio and – I'm just thinking, oh my God, I've got to make this somehow entertaining for people. How am I yeah. going to stretch an hour of this and try and keep people like from jumping off the edge? And um, Yeah, because it, it was simple. Cardinals dominated us from the start of the game to the end of the game, and that's pretty much your yeah. recap. <laughs> yeah, it, we, was, we, it was bad. We had to build Belichick this. You know, we're on to Seattle. That's what it was. Just we're on to Seattle. 38 to 13, man. It was bad. So, out of all the guys we've talked about, I want to get y'all's thoughts. If you had to put together three guys that you think will be in the final running for the Comeback Player of the Year, and after after we all name our guys there, I'm going to switch it up because I I saw a tweet from RG3. And I want to get y'all's opinion on it. I don't know if y'all saw it or not. But before we do that, like I said, we'll hit on who we think the the three players that will be in the running for the Comeback Player of the Year. Power Hour, we'll start with you on that. Uh, I'll just keep it simple. I'll go Henry, Michael Thomas, and Chase Young. I think those are the best three. I like that. Rossi? Um, I'm going to go Henry. Uh, I got to go Chase Young. I mean, definitely got to go Chase Young. And, um, yeah, I mean, Michael Thomas could be. Michael Thomas is a beast, dude. Um, 
you know, he is obviously one of the choice. I can't believe Winston's that high. That's just blows my mind. <laughs> number two, that's insane. But Henry, it's hard to make a decision. I'm going to say Henry, um, Chase Young. I'm trying to throw a wild card in there. Oh, why the hell not? Let, let's go with, uh, yeah, why the hell not? Let's go with Mariota. <laughs> you know? Ross is going bold tonight. Yeah. yeah. So, it, if we're going off of, you know, how they how DraftKings has it broke down, I, I'm going to be throwing in a little bit of a wild card. Uh, I, I guess a wild card. But I'm going Henry, Chase Young. So, we all three have those two guys in there. And I'm also going to throw in J.K. Dobbins just because of how that Ravens offense runs. I I think he could have a good shot. I could see that. And if he stays healthy, that Ravens offense, that's a scary offense. Right alongside Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And while I'm getting RG3's tweet pulled up here, um, Al, going back to last year, said Seattle had our number to start that game last year. And Jamie asks what we think about Trey uh, replacing AJ in the offense. I'm curious how he looks in the preseason. And I'm interested to see how he does in the preseason, too. I'm interested to see how he does in training camp. Uh, I want to see him out there on the field and see what he looks like. Uh, And before y'all hit on that, Al gives his thoughts. He says Henry, Young, and Jackson are his three. So what's y'all's thoughts on trailing Burks? replacing AJ in the offense. I know we've all kind of talked about that some before. Really, it's just going to come down to him just being in the playbook and if he can come into camp in shape and basically ready to just hit the ground running. I know it's going to be a situation where he's coming in and he's going to have a lot of pressure put on him, and it's unfortunate, but that's why we drafted him. We need him to come in and be a playmaker. Are we asking him to do it this year? I'm not expecting a lot, but I expect him to at least be somewhat competitive. You know, Vrabel drafts these guys to compete, and that's what we need out of them. We need them to go out there and try and put some yards out on the field. And hopefully it's one of those situations we can just do a little more, especially with the new tight end set that we've implemented. So, Burks, I'm going to keep very simple. I'd like to see him get to about 1,000 yards if it's possible. But realistically, we'll start baby steps. Let's get him to camp. Let's make sure he's in the playbook and he's connecting with Tannehill. Yep. I just, you know, for me, I don't, I just don't see them throwing him out there, number two guy, number, you know, or whatever on the outside position, just like right away starting, you know, full time starter. I just, you know, I just don't see Vrabel being comfortable to do that. Now, doing that. Now, I mean, if he just comes in training camp and, and kills it in the preseason and he's this just phenom 
and it's happened. I mean, it's happened in the league after the over the last few years. I mean, you've had guys like uh, uh, what's his name from uh, Jamar Chase. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there was a lot of people talking crap about him, couldn't catch the ball, blah blah blah. Then he comes out and kills it. You know, I mean, he's number one receiver in the league, not just rookies. And um, you know, then you um, there's been other rookies justin harrison recently there's the rookie wide receivers have, have started in the last four or five seasons producing a lot quicker than than in the past you know but i just don't knowing the titans and we know the titans and how they operate and grable and everything i just don't see them doing that i mean um i honestly i mean i expect the first game NWI to be out there on the outside starting, you know, I mean, I think it's going to take a few games for, for Burks to really get acclimated. Um, but I love his potential. Um, we've just had bad luck with first round receivers. Um, to me, it's, I just got to see it to believe it first. Um, just cause we've had such bad, we had good luck with second round with AJ, but I mean, you're you're talking about AJ is a phenomenal player. He's the way he's built. The dude is chiseled. I mean, he's he's like DK Metcalf in that respect. Um, and he just knows how to play the game. Now, the thing with AJ is he he just couldn't stay healthy the last couple seasons in and out of the lineup. You know, things like that. Um, I think Burks has a ton of potential. I just don't see him having that level of talent that AJ has, but maybe he does, man. I don't know. Maybe he does. You know, I've watched a lot of his film. The dude's the beast. He can go up and get it. Um, the thing is, is he willing to put in the work? And that's what the Titans want to see. They want people who grind. You know, they, they want people in that playbook, like you said, Tyler. Uh, I think that's the most important important thing with Burks um, is getting in that playbook and and not pulling a Des Fitzpatrick and just not doing anything. Which I hope Des does well this year. I hope he does. But we need these guys to step up. I mean, at this point, it's kind of it's, it's kind of hairy in that wide receiver room at the moment, you know. And here's a good point. I mean. Do you trust the wide receivers more right now, or do you trust the offensive line more? Woo! That's a, that's a tough one, dude. Uh, ooh. It, that don't make you think <laughs> right there. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm throwing out them hardball questions, but I think it's one we're definitely going to have to start thinking about, especially when training camp hits. So thanks a lot, Power Hour. Now I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight because I'm going to be thinking, okay, which one do I actually trust more here? Right. Because... Your baby was probably going to cry, so I probably helped you a little bit. So, <laughs> What do y'all think she... in the chat? Yeah, she, the she chat. sleeps through we'll the night me. now, so we're good there. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I initially wanted to fire off that I trust the receivers more. Um. Just because I, I think Woods is going to be ready to go for the start of the season. Uh, NWI has gotten 
better every year. Um, you know, Burks is kind of the wild card, and really after <laughs> after the top two guys there, that's where it starts getting questionable. But we're also replacing two spots on our offensive line, and if you look at how our offensive line played in pass protection most of the time last year, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to get much worse <laughs> in that aspect, but... Oh, knock on wood. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, but stepping back and thinking about it, it it's hard to say. It, it, it really is. Um, want to hit y'all with, like I said, RG3's tweet. Don't know if y'all saw it, but it was his top five quarterbacks to start a franchise with. And I'll go from five to one on what he gave. At number five, he had Justin Herbert. Number four, he had Joe Burrow. Three, Josh Allen. Two, Patrick Mahomes. And at one, he has Lamar Jackson. So, want to get y'all's thoughts on that and then also get y'all's top five quarterbacks that you would want to start a franchise with. And, Rossi, we'll start with you on this one. Um, Can you list them again, man? Yeah, it goes Herbert at five, Burrow at four, Josh Allen at three, Mahomes at two, and Lamar Jackson at one. And he's saying, who would you want to start a franchise with? Yeah, this is who he would want to start a franchise with, the top five quarterbacks, and he has Lamar at one. Um... I don't know. That's I. I don't. I don't know if I'd want Lamar. Um, I'm not really. I don't. Know. I like Lamar, but I. I. You know, can he? Can he get you a Super Bowl? I don't. I don't know. I mean, Herbert is an interesting choice. Um, list the other ones again. He's at RG three. Yeah, RG 3s top five quarterbacks start a franchise. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen, okay. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. That's a tough one, man. I, I mean, I'd have to go. I really like Burrow, man. I, I really like Burrow a lot. Um, I Either him or... Um, I, I would say, I, I guess I'd have to go with Joe Burrow, man. Joe Burrow I, I like his one. toughness. I like his toughness. I like, you know, he he's just... He doesn't get rattled. I mean, it seems like he, I mean, he got sacked nine times in the freaking Titans game. He comes back at the end of the game, throws that pass to Chase, and and we're done. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. the guy just is as much as it hurt my heart. I mean, <laughs> you got you got to give massive props to the dude. I mean, he is a baller, and he's mm-hmm. a guy I would wouldn't mind having having as a quarterback of my franchise. You know. Yeah. Power Hour, you got anything for us on this? 
Well, first, shout out to RG3 and his wife. I did hear that they're having another child, so you know, congratulations on that. Yeah, congrats. We'll get to that him. out of the way. But uh, I'll give an honorable mention. I want to see what Malik Willis can do, and I mean, eventually we will see it. But I will yeah. throw a tiny honorable mention in there. Just put a little pin on that. Uh, top five, I definitely have to go. Justin Herbert. Four, I would probably go. You know, I would go Tua. Tua, despite really? despite everything. I would like to see what he can do with a full set of talent around him. Interesting. So that that's an intriguing thought to me. So I'll go there. Three. Three's a tough one. <laughs> can I get the names one more time? Yeah. Lamar, Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Okay. I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes at three just because okay. he has some age on him. And there are times during the season he does kind of lose track of himself. He does get on a trend of basically throwing passes he doesn't need to pass. And basically without his security blanket now, it's going to be a big question mark going forward in the season, but I still mm. like him enough to start a franchise with him at number three. Two, I'll definitely go Josh Allen. I like his ceiling. I think eventually he could potentially win a Super Bowl. I mean, there's just not a lot that you can't like about him. And I think he's the best two on the board. And I'm with Rossi on this one. One, I would go Joe Burrow. I feel Joe Burrow has the potential to really do something special in the league. I think he's going to be around for a good decade and a half. So just get used to hearing the name Joe Burrow. Yeah. So, and your thoughts on, which granted, everyone's going to have a different list, but Lamar being RG3's top quarterback, when you look at the other four guys, that he has on his list. I don't per se have it. I don't have a problem with Lamar being on his list. It just surprises me him having him at one considering what you get with these other guys. I mean, y'all mentioned, you know, the success of some of these other guys, the potential with them. And Rossi brought up a good point is Lamar, a quarterback that can get you a Super Bowl. Because he, he's made the playoffs, but only has one playoff win, unfortunately. I mean, it just comes down to him, just if he can elevate his game. And that's what the great quarterbacks do. I mean, eventually Steve McNair got tired of running and eventually got better at throwing. You know, you can't be one-dimensional, and that's Lamar's problem. I think he relies too heavy on runs of time, and he can throw. The thing is, he's capable of doing that. I really just feel that Baltimore needs to try and continue to encourage him to just not use his legs because along those lines, he's going to end up having a shorter career. Right. So for me, my top five, and I, I was talking to one of my – other good friends last night and we were me and him were both 
talking about this, giving our list, and I am going to make a little bit of a of a change because I, I had my homes at my number two last night, but I do think he's going to come down a little bit when I'm looking back over this list now. Um, my number one, I'm going to go one through five. My number one, I'm taking Josh Allen. Power Hour, you mentioned his ceiling, how high it is. I think that great talent, great arm strength, the build that he has for a quarterback. And, yeah, he he takes off running some. He looks to throw first. But I feel like his build is going to help him last when he's running the ball a lot longer than, like, Lamar's build. And, I mean, if you look back at the most recent game that he had, really the only reason he lost that game was because of the coin toss. <laughs> like, if he would, if the Bills would have got the ball first, more than likely we see them moving on because he was absolutely on fire. And I, I think he would be the guy that – my top guy. Number two – and this is where I'm making my switch. I'm with y'all. I I have to put Joe Burrow up near that top spot just because he showed last year, hey, put the ball in my hands. I'm going to make the plays. He does it. He keeps that confidence all throughout the game. Rossi, you mentioned it, got sacked nine times. He still stood tall in that pocket and delivered the ball. Yeah where i mean where he needed to put it everything so i I feel like him at two power hour the one of the points that you made is what actually got me to move my homes down to three um he he does like to go off script some and when i was talking to my other buddy last night i told him i said you know it really hurts him losing Tyreek because now he's got the crazy arm strength. He can throw it down the field, but who's he throwing it to? Because when he had Tyreek there, it was, hey, F it, Tyreek's down there somewhere, and even if I just out-throw the coverage, Tyreek's the only guy that can get to it. So I'm going to put him at three. Four, I'm going to go Justin Herbert because he's another guy with that bigger build. I think that it won't be long, and we're going to see him probably making a run deep in the playoffs. I just think he has the talent and the mentality to get him there. And at five, I think, I think for now – I will throw Lamar in at five just because he does have that dynamic ability as long as he stays healthy. He's shown a couple of times where he can sit back in the pocket and, like you said, sling the ball around. And I felt like if he would do that more, that would make his runs when he does do them even more effective. So I, I'll put him at five. I just 
it, it throws me off with RG3 having him at one. Just because, again, when you look at the when you look at Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow sitting right there below him, I, 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 I you got to like those guys over Lamar, in my opinion. And I mean, that's a solid list. I mean, there's not a bad quarterback there that you would have to like start a franchise with. It's along the lines, you know. Can the offensive line be sustainable around them? Can the talent around them flourish around them? Can they help elevate? And there are quarterbacks that elevate, you know, their playmakers. And really, those are the guys on that list that are going to do that long term. Yeah. And that's another thing I was talking about last night with uh, my buddy is the quarterbacks that you put on this list. You know, because you're just talking about starting a franchise with them. So that means they have you have to be able to like throw them on any team, essentially, and they can still be at that top level. And you know, five is where it gets a little bit tricky for me, but I feel like the top four there, it's like, okay, I think if you put these guys on any team they're talented enough and they elevate everyone around them enough that they make a difference. Now you did say, you know, Justin Herbert has the potential to like take this team far, especially with the talent around him. But let me capitalize on that idea for a second in Mm -hmm. the AFC West. I just have the guttiest feeling that one of these teams is going to underachieve badly. So, out of any of those teams that improved, what team do you think is going to underachieve potentially in the AFC West? Ooh. Mm. What team's going to underimprove? Any team in the AFC West, which team's going to underachieve? I just have I just have a gut feeling somebody is just being hyped up this season and they're going to fall flat on their face. So out of any of the teams in the AFC West, because I just feel that's the division that's getting all the attention right now, one of those teams is going to fall flat. Which team would it be? And the hard thing is, when I'm sitting here thinking about those four teams, as crazy as this may sound, I could potentially see, like, for my answer, I I could go with any (laughs) of the four because you have the hype with the Broncos of, okay, now we got Russell Wilson here. Uh, The defense is pretty good. You have the Chargers who have added pieces to their defense. They have, uh, I mean, their offense – is good. The Chiefs lost one of their main guys. And the Raiders, yes, they gained Devontae Adams, but I feel like a lot of people already have them at the bottom of their AFC wet. So, Rossi, I'll let you take this one first. (laughs) 
It's a tough one. Um, I mean, yeah, like you said with the Raiders, um, I think that's going to be a pretty darn good connection with Carr and, and Adams. You know, they they played together before. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a pretty exciting connection. Um, is it going to produce them a bunch of wins, though? You know, um, with the Broncos, you got Russell Wilson, all the hype going on there. The Chargers, I mean, the Chargers were kind of uh, – what they were kind of the underachievers last year. Um, so I don't see them. I don't see them doing it this year. Um, that's a tough one. I, I think, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go against all the hype and I'm going to say the Broncos, you know, I mean, I think, I think Russell Wilson is going to have a good year. I just don't think they're going to be the top dog. I mean, I think they're, I don't know. I just don't think they're going to be as as great as everybody's. I don't think it's going to be like um, the Rams were with Stafford going over there and them winning a Super Bowl and all that. I'm not saying they're not going to be good, but I think they're going to be, you know, maybe 10, 11 wins. I think everybody in that division, the division is going to be, you know, up at that kind of 10 win or more mark. Yeah, I'm... So as I've sat here and thought about it more, I don't know why, but my gut tells me to go with this. I think the Chiefs are going to be the ones to underachieve. Um, you know, yeah, still got Mahomes and Kelsey. I think that connection is still going to be really good, but I think losing the dynamic of Tyreek Hill and having the guy that can just you know yes you still have Miko Harmon and some of these other guys that are really fast but they don't have the skill set that Tyreek Hill had that's the thing that made him so dangerous with Mahomes is yes he had the speed but he also had this skill set where he would get open and next thing you know he's taking a slant 90 yards because no one can catch him. Um, I think, and plus with that division being as tough as it's going to be with these other teams, you know, I don't, I don't know that any of these teams are just going to cakewalk over each other. I think they're going to be really hard fought games. And I, yeah, I think the Chiefs underachieve. And, I mean, that's a fair assumption. I mean, especially, you know, with the Hill loss and especially Tyron Matthew moving on to the Saints. That's a huge mm -hmm. piece that they're missing on their defense. But for me, I just look at all the teams through and through, and, I mean, I don't know why I look at the Chargers and think that they're going to fall flat. But just something in me just says they spent <laughs> all this money and they're setting up to disappoint because they know they've got to compete with the Rams. The Rams already won a Super Bowl. The Rams mm -hmm. are the toast of Los Angeles. And nobody wants to be second banana in L.A. But I also got to look at Las Vegas. Not really feeling Josh McDaniels again. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just look at what he did with Denver, and it just makes me cringe. 
I got to go with Las Vegas on this one. I just feel like they're going to underachieve. I don't know what it is about Josh McDaniels. He's a great coordinator. He's not a good head coach. Uh, <laughs> you're muted, Rossi. I said, can I change mine? Power Hour made a good point. <laughs> made a very, I wasn't thinking about McDaniels. I was like, I forgot, you know. Um, yeah, McDaniels yeah, McDaniel said – yeah, he dude. had Brandon Marshall at one point, and I'm pretty sure he had Jay Cutler. I'm correct me if I'm wrong. I, I believe you're right. Yeah. Uh, and again, that's why you know before even answering this, that's why I said it, it's so hard with this division because you look at the teams and how, I mean, on paper, granted, but you look at it and it was kind of like looking at the NFC West last year, it was like, man, these teams, that that's a tough division. And now you look at the AFC West this year, it's like, man, all four of those teams have the potential to just be crazy good. And they're all in that division to beat up on each other. And unfortunately the Titans have to play them, but you know, there, there's different things with all four of those teams where it's like, Okay, I I could see where that could knock them down enough or and yeah, uh-huh. I, I guess the reason I, I really consider going with the Raiders. I did just because I think the hype of getting Devontae Adams there was really inflating everyone on them, but I I, I don't know. To me they were still at the bottom of that division, even by adding Devontae Adams. So I don't know. And Rossi brought up a good point. All these teams could possibly be around the 10 win mark. So I don't know. Power Hour bringing the good questions. Uh, see where Rossi's yeah. already tweeted out one of his questions. And we may have to put that question out there as well, see what people think. Yeah, I mean, really along the lines, I'm not worried about Tennessee playing any of these tougher teams this upcoming season. I mean, we already know what they can do against top competition, mm-hmm. especially when their backs are against the wall. The big question is, you know, can we win the games we're supposed to win? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Should probably be more worried about the NFC East than – the AFC West, I guess. <laughs> need to be worried about them damn Texans. That's what we need to be worried about. Yeah. <laughs> so I was trying point. to look up the season where McDaniels was. Okay, so I guess it was, it was 2010 when he coached the Broncos. And I guess Cutler wasn't there yet or had already been there. Um, but Kyle Orton started most of the season. Tebow okay. came in that season. Okay, um, that was, that's right. I don't know if that's – was that the year Tebow went on the little run? I don't think so. No, because no. that Tebow would have uh, went 8 and no. 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 That was the next season, I think, right? Where that Tebow was. Went on the run? Yeah, it was the next season Tebow went on the run, the 7-4 and four run at the end of the season and all that with a 46% completion percentage. <laughs> but he and was winning games. 
he still upset <laughs> the Steelers in a playoff game. Yeah. And that was an amazing yeah, game, I mean, man. That play, it'll go down in history. It did go down in history. But um, then they went I down mean, against the New England Patriots. It wasn't so. pretty. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It, it wasn't pretty, but it was beautiful. <laughs> like right, they were four and twelve the year Daniels was the coach. Um, so yeah, I I might have to go with you on that one, Power Hour, and change it to the Raiders. If you know if somebody could screw it up, maybe McDaniel's can. So let's see. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, last year, former players McDaniel's coached said he was stealing signals. This literally yeah, came out in a Sports good. Illustrated issue. And I was like, that's and he still got a job? Get the hell out of here with that. Mm-mm. That's insane. Got some more comments here. Uh, our good buddy Bryce saying that he's going to the Denver Broncos game. That's awesome, Bryce. Hopefully we can Hopefully see you there. Nice. Yeah. Hopefully so. Got T.A. in the chat here saying what's up. T.A., hope you're doing well. Hope the family's doing well. Um, And, guys, really, that's all I've got for tonight. Hit on a couple different things. All gave our opinions on who we think has the best chance of winning the Comeback Player of the Year. Uh, I mean, we're less than a month away from – preseason football so it's time to you know start thinking about that some and excited for the season to get here then we went off the rails a little bit power hour asking us the tough questions that's going to keep us up all night and maybe the next couple of nights trying to figure out do we (laughs) they're not that tough come on now uh asking us who we trust more the titans receiving group or the offensive line uh, and and now with the way that y'all broke down the Raiders, you got me thinking, did I make a mistake going with the Chiefs being the team that's going to underachieve in the AFC No, West? I was going to so. say the Chiefs too, but you know. <laughs> so. they, they do have some big holes they have to fill. So yeah, and Andy, Andy Reid does start drifting a little bit, especially when he was with the Eagles. They'd be high, then they'd start coming back to earth. So. Well, and one thing I got to thinking back to a point that you made when we were talking about the top five quarterbacks that we'd want to start a franchise with. And like you mentioned, Mahomes, there's times where he goes off script and just kind of goes wild. And again, he had that safety net to be able to do that. Now he doesn't have that safety net. And if he goes off script, it, it could play out very bad for the Chiefs' offense and really hurt them. So, yeah. And everyone, appreciate y'all being involved tonight in the chat. Had some good comments. If you haven't already, and both these guys, their links are in the description, go check out the Power Hour. Follow him on Twitter at the Power Hour 615. Rossi mentioned it earlier. Follow him on TikTok at the Power Hour 615. YouTube, the Power Hour. Go subscribe to him. I mean, again, the guy is always putting out great work, always very 
knowledgeable about everything going on around the NFL. He he puts out great content. Go subscribe to him. Monday nights, usually every week. There's times where he'll switch it up a little bit or he may not be able to make a show, but pretty consistent Monday night. So go check him out. Also, go follow, go follow Rossi on Twitter, at Titans Rossi. Subscribe to him on YouTube, Titans Rossi. Rossi, like I said, he's been working hard, tagging the Titans on Twitter, trying to find a way into training camp. I will find a way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, hopefully we if don't I have, have to, to. If I have to shave my head like and, and – Put a black re- eye on like Paul Kaharski. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Russell's gonna play Paul had the black eye? Y'all remember when he had the black eye? I do. Um, That's like yeah, he just showed up on Twitter one day and had a black eye, and everybody's like, "Dude, who who knocked you out?" You know, we know. I get to shave my head, put the black eye on. I mean, I've already got my head shaved. I mean, Rossi, we just sneak in, right? There you go. Easy peasy. There you go. But, yeah, if you're not following these guys, I don't know what you're doing. Guys, I appreciate y'all coming on. It's been a blast having having the band back together here. Always love talking yeah. Titans football with y'all, just talking about things going on around the league. Um, also, go check me out on social media. Twitter is at Titans underscore time. Instagram, Titans time podcast. Facebook Titans Time. Audio version of this podcast will be up a little bit later tonight. Go check it out. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Follow the podcast on those platforms. Leave a five-star rating. Leave comments, questions. And you're on the YouTube right now. Back out of that live chat. Go ahead, hit the like button. Share this video out. The more people see it, the more it helps the channel grow. I really appreciate it. Subscribe to the channel, trying to hit 800 to 1,000 subscribers before the end of this year. And I really appreciate everyone who's already subscribed. Like I said, we want to get more people in the comments for these live shows and get different opinions because, you know, if we all agreed on everything, then the show would just be boring. We can acknowledge how each other have great points and still have different opinions. So that that's why we love getting the fans involved in our shows. And that's going to be all that we have for y'all tonight. This has been Titans Time. And as always, tighten up. Take care. Tighten up. Tighten up. Well, I sweat on my brow.